Hey there, Dave here along with Christian Jordan. This is the Dumb Money Live pre-show, working out some technical difficulties, uh, starting a little late today because, uh, as you see, Chris is not in his box because he uh, couldn't hear us today. This is why we start early. We don't start talking about our main topic until we get 200 likes for the YouTube algorithm, and we're probably already there. Um, but we are going to be talking today about uh, the big the big SPAC we found. I don't know if you're hearing Chris or not. I hear him yelling at his kids in, in my, on my speakerphone. <laughs> Where are my headphones i need my headphones this is uh this is what we do for for live shows you know dave you look super choppy and janky i don't know if you can oh, keep that I? phone call open while you're I'm, going I, I just hung can't up here so i don't know is it any better now uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll see what happens uh <laughs> <laughs> but we've not only hit the 200 we have blown it out of the water we're at 550 likes right now wow well i saw this morning that there were you know 300 people waiting when i started uh when i joined the room like an hour like 30 minutes ago chris is calling me <laughs> hey chris you're live on uh, dumb dumb money. Oh, he's not live. His uh, his living room is live. <laughs> you're you're live on the air right now. I know. Okay. I know. I I, I can't keep this phone call going though because. How about Jordan? Uh, Can I call uh, Jordan? Why don't you call me? I don't have enough bandwidth. Yeah, you call me. <laughs> So um, coming up, we found another SPAC. It's a green SPAC. It's a Biden SPAC. It's an EV. They have pre-sale. They have okay. pre-sold vehicles, and we're going to tell you all about that as soon as we can hear Chris, or Chris can hear us, or we may just, you know, through it and go live with without anyone being able to hear each other. Okay, so Chris so is telling me his kids took his adapters, this. so that's why he's not uh, rolling right now. Okay, let me see if I can hear now. Can you hear us? Can I hear? You, you may only be able to hear Jordan. Can't hear. Can you hear. Can you hear us? Jordan, say something. I hear you, Jordan, yeah. Is Dave talking? I can't hear Dave, though. I'm talking. Well, yeah, because you're on a phone call with Jordan. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a national park, and uh, my entire stream is brought to you by LTE Signal. So um, why was this working before you joined, Chris? Jordan and I were having a fine conversation until you uh, dialed in at the very last minute. So Jordan, you just you just mute me, just mute or whenever you need to talk. Oh, I'm so pissed off about this. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's happening, dude. I, I don't we, know. Should we should we just do the show why anyway? I'm screwing everything up here. He can't he can't even hear me to respond. So I'm going to do the show anyway. And Jordan, I think you're muted too because I can't hear you now. Go ahead, Jordan. I'll, I'll just I'll just try to listen through the faint headphones. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh my All gosh. Right. Let's let's do this. We invested in an EV SPAC a couple of days ago, Lion Electric. It's merging with a blank check company to become a public company. That one shot up 10% that day, then another 10% the next day. It looks like it's up another 10% today. So since then, we've been scouring the internet looking for the next big SPAC, one that investors might not have discovered. And we think we've found it. They check all the boxes. Green Trade, Electric Vehicle, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, SPAC. Uh, I think they have a deal with Amazon. I know that they've pre-sold a bunch of vehicles. They make buses. They make electric trucks. So what more could you want? Well, how about a platform company? They can convert pretty much any class of truck to electric. And they have a charging as a service component and vehicle software management stuff. They also manufacture their own zero emission fuel cells, batteries, and the blank check stock. It's only up 50% so far. The one from yesterday or two days ago, Lion EV, they had already doubled by the time we got in. So today on Dumb Money, we're going to reveal who they are who they're merging with, and how much we have invested so far. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. 
Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to the show. I am in South Carolina right now at the uh, Hunting Island State Park, the beach, about 200 yards that way. Uh, if you like this kind of commitment to doing live shows with all sorts of technical difficulties and all of that sort of thing, the least you could do is hit the like button. Good morning, Chris. Jordan, Chris, can you hear me, first of all? Dave, I hear the faintest whisper of you like you're a million miles away. <laughs> well, so I, I'm off. not a million, but I'm several thousand. I because will just start I was so by saying, excited Chris, for this episode. I was so ready for it, and now I can't barely even hear what the hell we're talking about. But Okay, listen very closely, because, Chris, you found this, and I am going to let you talk a lot about it. You sent uh, some research yesterday that you found online. You've read the entire uh, investor presentation from the company. You've watched videos with the CEO. So, Chris, if you can hear me, you are convinced that this is the real deal. This could be the next EV mega spec, right? Yeah, you know, I I feel kind of bad the other day. We were, you know, I got so excited talking about uh, that SPAC in the last episode. It's done so well, uh, Lion Electric. I I don't want to pump any stock, guys. And and that stock got pumped pretty good during our episode, not intentionally. I'm going to get right in front of this. That was was a Jim Cramer effect. There was a lot going on with that stock. I know, I know. Like, we we pumped it. Cramer, listen, and it's working out well so far. I want to be very clear about this. We are not financial advisors. You guys know know that um really do your own research there's do your homework guys do not copy our trades because these are these are right speculative trades and SPACs I mean it's a whole new world and I want to have a whole episode just so people can better understand exactly how SPACs work what the risk what the risk metrics are how they're different from normal IPOs there's just so many differences but Dave uh this was a SPAC that actually I have been working on a while and then it showed up in our Discord as a high conviction report. Can you guys hear me? Am I coming through? I'm hearing you. Okay, good. Uh, just if you start to talk and I don't hear you, just wave your hand so I just stop. Okay, like I, cause otherwise I just don't know. I'll but just, I'll, I, I, I actually have a better, better idea. Stuff. I'll just I'll just mute you. If I need to say something, I'll just mute you, and you won't be able to say anything. And then okay, that's when it's your turn, I'll uh, say Chris. Okay, fine. One morning star in our Discord community actually did uh, that high conviction report that I sent to you guys. And I was doing my research. I came across that, and it really did help me. I thought it was an excellent report. So I just want to thank him for the work he's done on this. Uh, this is my favorite area of EV. We've talked about this. I think the EV space, when you think about it, um, consumer EV, electric vehicles, pickup trucks, I think the biggest opportunity right now, this second, is in commercial vehicles. Okay, this is something that we talked about last episode, uh, Line Electric. I think will be one of the leaders when it comes to school buses, as well as larger uh, commercial trucks, the types that they are in contract to deliver to Amazon. These are what they call kind of urban trucks. Uh, There are a whole number of other commercial vehicles, class three, four, five, six, across the entire spectrum that is in some ways not big enough to really capture the full attention of your OEMs, like the GMs and the Fords of the world because they're all kind of specialty vehicles. So when you think about this, um, we're talking about motor coaches, ambulances, right? Uh, Bucket trucks, tow trucks, um, even shuttle buses. Like, you know the shuttle buses that you take at the airport uh, to get to your rental car? How about the shuttle buses that all these corporations are using now, especially on the coast, to deliver their, you know, employees back and forth to their houses? Yeah, and Well, here's the thing, guys. A lot of these fleets, these are commercial fleets, okay? Whether they're associated with the rental car company or whether 
whether they're associated with a company like Facebook, all right, where where there's tremendous social pressure because the vehicle and how efficient that vehicle is is either linked to a company or linked to a brand or in some cases linked to a school like a university, right? Uh, or it's linked to a government, like a local government that's being pressured to meet certain EV standards. I think across the spectrum, all of these commercial vehicles over the next decade are going to be pressured, whether it's social pressure or whether it's legislative pressure to convert to EV, okay? I think it's a monster space. I think it's like close to $50 billion a year market opportunity. And there are a small handful of leaders in this space. And some of the companies in this space that we've talked about are actually making end-to-end product, right? To where they're actually making the electric drivetrain and they're making the chassis and it's a completely proprietary product that they're delivering to the market. In the case of this company, which is, by the way, do you guys agree the dumbest name that you've ever heard? Uh, I coming? hate oh, it. I'm sorry, guys. Every hold on. I have I an emergency. Every time I see something that has E something house. in um, the title. Hold on a sec, guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's I gone. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, um, but he just he just ran off the screen, so we, we is amazing. pulled him off. So, yeah. We, have we even said, I don't think we've even said we what this company said. is. So, should, should, we do, should we do that? Yeah. It's okay. G-I-K is the ticker. G-I-K, uh, which stands for what? It's a... Uh, Let's see. Gig, gig uh, something. Gig Capital Three. And so they were they were planning to uh, invest in like software, and then they instead decided to do an EV company. And the name yeah. of the EV company is terrible. Is, also, is Lightning E Motors. It this seems reminds like me a company... of the two thousands, Dave, when everything had like an E in front of it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's no, that's e, exactly it's what it is. It's uh, it's eBay. It's uh, E Trade. It's yeah. E Car List. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. Um, Lightning E Motors. Such a bad name we still don't have a chris with us so um yeah lightning e-motors and it, this is this is a company though that has been around for a while and we did have a little tease if you if you may if you're paying close attention to the thumbnail of this video there was a lightning bolt and that was actually an image that they had posted on their facebook page back in 2018 so uh we did see a lot of people in the chat before we went on guessing that it might have been gik but uh look at look at what the stock has done in the last couple of days and it continues to just just go crazy it's it's at 16 and a half and these these spac companies it looks like chris is back so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring him back in pop him into his position yeah dave i bought it today a little over 15 dollars i did too i bought it i bought it more expensive than you did and um I was just going to see if I could pull up a screenshot. Uh, this here's here's the live uh, stock chart for this thing. Boom! Look at that. It's at yeah. sixteen forty-seven already. So somehow it, it already ramped before we talked about it today. What it was, was that big this morning? Ramp today. Yeah, double ramp. Double. It opened up high. Has been ramping all day, and now it's. Uh, clearly, I mean, this, the, the SPAC is only a few months old. So yeah. It's, well, so, I mean, it's not it's even merged yet, high. right? Which is, the, that's the thing that always worries me about these things is, you know, we're still pre-merger. Anything can happen, right? These things are very risky. Yeah. The, and that's why they also are, have a lawsuit attached to them. Yeah. By the way, Dave, whatever you did, just fixed my audio, by the way. Completely fixed. I think it was you running running away and plugging in your I, headphones I, this time. I, I have like a whole family emergency going down here at the same time. So, okay. But can we, can we please talk about the differentiation between this and other kind of pure end-to-end EV providers because here's the thing I think this is really important to understand there's two ways to go into this market the companies that are producing the full spectrum of EV product everything is in-house right meaning the chassis in-house as well they're designing
lining and that would be the line electric. There's nothing wrong with that, but for a lot of these fleet companies that uh, this particular SPAC is addressing, the fleet companies, it's all about being serviced, being able to get parts quickly, right? Because when you have a big fleet and you have, you know, something breaks in the fleet, something goes down, you need to be able to turn that around really quickly. So the case that Lightning is making is that all of the parts that they're using when it comes chassis and various components are readily available through the OEMs, right? Through yeah. GM, through Ford. And they can address that quicker um, by being able to have a larger supply network. So I don't know. Honestly, I can't say for sure. The thing, the thing that they have that, that Lion does not, Lion has pre-orders and some capacity. Lightning has way more capacity because they aren't having to like build every single vehicle from scratch, right? Well, not even to- that, though, but they do have orders, right? So they, they built, I think, uh, I saw they built about 1,000 vehicles last year, and they're planning on, in 21, building about 3,000. Um, and then and then ramping it to 20,000 over the next few years. And here's the thing, uh, Jordan, what's really interesting about that 20,000 number is that that is based on existing customers, right? So that 20,000 number is coming from the existing customer base that they have today. Those are existing fleet clients that are expanding. Uh, they think there's potential to, I believe, double that number beyond existing fleet customers, right? So this well, And we know they have access to the factory capacity to be able to do that. I don't know if they're renting enough space to be able to do that yet. But they they did Jordan. Yes, they have one million square foot capacity. I think they said they have access to a million. They're probably renting a certain amount of that, and then they'll expand it as it goes. They probably have first right of refusal to that space. Yeah, but but understand something. So that when they say they're doing that many units, I think that's also a combination of units that they are personally selling and units that the OEM providers are selling under their brand, but using their electric powertrain. So that's what's nice. There's tremendous flexibility with this company and they are developing specialization like we said like with dump trucks specialization in ambulances specialization on these kind of you know shuttle buses right so there's a lot of specialization involved so this is a company i think that will rapidly change over the next two to three years as they kind of get their formats down and they start to build in some of the automation on their production lines to be able to produce these vehicles because they're going to have a dozen different specializations and they could be a market leader in each each of those. And again, I'll say it again, this is a, you know, 40 to 50 billion dollar industry segment. Collectively, the industry segment is huge. Where it's not huge is when you break it down, like how they, many they tow trucks are there, right? Like something like 67 billion dollar addressable market, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like how many, like if you just look at motor coaches, not crazy. If you just look at ambulances, not crazy. If you, you know, just look at you know, the shuttle buses or grocery, you know, they're working on a grocery like delivery, like a, a, a refrigerated grocery truck. And like, that's the thing with electrification. There's so many other benefits besides just the drivetrain by having an electrified, electrified vehicle. And it's for them, it's not just the manufacturing and the delivery. They also have the platform for the maintenance, for the digital monitoring of the electronic fleet, right? Uh, For the charging capacity. So they're seriously an end-to-end provider for fleet management, fleet fleet manufacturing and management, okay? On a fully electrified platform, which I think is just, has potential to be massive. And yeah, one of the things that I love, I love companies that are platform company, right? It doesn't, whether it's EV or something else, the fact that they have built a system that other people can build onto and that they can just insert themselves into other people's products is, for me, 
that, that's what differentiates this and made this one one that I went in on before even finishing reading the research that you sent me, Chris. <laughs> well, you know, something that I think is really important, I have to say the reason why I maybe would not have gotten into an investment like this a few months ago, not like I easily could have because we didn't have quite the supplies of sp companies spacking, right, to allow yeah. us to invest in them, is because I was really at odds, especially pre-Biden administration, as to are these companies really in a rush to convert? Because if you think about fleet right it's a headache no one wants to change like they, they do what they do like to, to have to change to this electrified platform that can bring all kinds of problems but then when you really go in deeper like i said and think about the client uh i think about kids that are going to work at google and all these trucks are idling in a parking lot right at the end of the day yeah. and they're just spewing out fumes and you're working for facebook you're working for these companies you're you're young you know professional and the, the company's trying to say hey we're we're doing the right thing, but yet they have dozens to hundreds of these fossil fuel burning delivery vans, and yet you know that there's another option that that company could be. You know that that's going to transfer over when you go to yeah. you get in your Hertz vehicle and you see the Avis shuttle bus that's fully electrified and it has a big banner on it saying, "Hey, we are electric." Guess what, Hertz? I'm, why am I talking about Hertz? They're bankrupt, but they'll be around for a while. <laughs> Whoever the company is, right? Whoever their other rental car company, future. and yeah. that guys that takes place in every single piece of their customer segment it's really the government and customers that will be pushing for this and hey, i do hey, believe besides just the government let's talk about universities which basically are indirectly funded by the government right and will be even more why don't they spend some more money on these buses because they know the students will love that it's one more thing to point out on the college campus tour all of our buses are electric yeah yeah it, it's listen uh, guys i i think it, it really is for me an absolute no-brainer this is a company that i think could be a nice social art play not for the next few few weeks, but maybe for the next few years, right? Um, because there are so many layers to it and it's maybe not as sexy as, you know, one of these consumer EV car companies. And there's, we're not going to talk about them today because guys, I think what we need to do, I'm putting in about six to eight hours a day now on EV research into all these SPACs. And we're so fortunate to have so many options. Could we just do nothing but this for the next call it one to two weeks? Just do every day tackle another one of these EV SPACs because there's so many and they are super differentiated and there's some that i hate and there's let some us know that in I the love. chat and the comments if you want to see more ev spacs or if you've seen enough let us know more or enough so That's um how you let us know i see in the uh, chat mason wants to know when is this company going to be on kramer because yesterday that was one of the things that that we we were saying you know by the time it gets on kramer it's old news and the company that we were talking about i guess it was two days ago was scheduled to be on kramer that night so you know what's really interesting it's not so this is all a press release schedule based on uh, restrictions on that they basically place on themselves being in a quiet period, right? So what happened with NGA uh, was the CEO was not permitted to speak until very recently. So now that he's permitted to speak, he didn't just do CNBC, he also did Benzinga. So Benzinga actually had a really good interview with him uh, yesterday. In fact, you know, I appreciate the guys at Benzinga. They gave me a call the night before and gave me an opportunity to defeat questions and they actually asked a bunch of my questions in the interview uh with, with the ceo of line electric so thank you benzinga for for you know including me on that 
and and but there have been some interviews with this CEO for for Lightning Electric. God, Lightning Electric is that kill? <laughs> but by the way, that's part. What's part of the opportunity is how it's just no one's going to want to invest initially sounds, in a company yeah. called Lightning yeah, Electric. Dave, right? Dave and I talked about that before you popped back on. Awful name. It feels like two thousand, right? Do you know what's the only thing worse than their name, Jordan? Have you been on their website, dude? The website was built the same year that they must have named the company, like nineteen ninety nine. It's hopefully they're it better. Even load in a modern browser yeah. for me. I couldn't get the navigation to work at all, and not, I can't things, even. Though. So their their CEO is an elect or is a mechanical engineer, I think. And so those are the things that you that let drop through the cracks when you've got a mechanical engineer as a CEO. It seems like, like Jordan, not worried about the Jordan. marketing, right? Uh. <laughs> if Jordan was running a company by himself, that's what the website would have looked like ten years ago, right? Like ten years ago, before you had a lot of influence from here, the rest of our world. Right. Yeah, exactly. Here now is the. Um, well, it's it's still loading, but here's their stock chart. Here is their website. Oh, it's so. Lightning I love how bad e it motors. is. And I don't I, you I, love I, how bad it is though, because that's nothing but opportunity for them. Like it's. Not, I have no issues with this not be, being a hot stock. Like I don't want. I, the, I don't want these guys on Kramer. I don't right. want them to be hyped. <laughs> their yeah, their main navigation up here, this, this little hamburger stack, just has one item called home, and that's it. And then these pictures even look like they were taken in like another era when you like would just sepia tone everything and then oh I scroll a little more there's another picture popped up that might also be because my internet here i'm running the show off of lte can i talk about a couple intangibles that i think people will not really capture if they're just doing their research on this company so yeah i have seen the, the ceo interviewed a bit um i do want to talk about the fact that they have gotten some orders uh you know one big order that they have is from abc motor coach company abc motor coach is a huge motor coach company but when you read between the lines of the interview getting uh, uh, the CEO getting interviewed, you really get a sense that there are some pretty significant announcements coming up. Now we already know they work with Amazon. We already know I think they work with you with uh, DHL and with UPS uh, and with some. They have some massive clients. But it's I'm feeling from the CEO Tim Reeser, who by the way, really smart. This guy is I love I love this CEO for this company. You watched um, the, you watched an extensive interview with him, right? Yes, yeah, and, and he, he's just, he's great. In fact, you know what? He handles himself a lot better than the Lion Electric CEO, but that's okay. Lion Electric, they're, you know, it's, it's a, they're selling school buses, right? This business with Lightning is, is fairly sophisticated in terms of how many areas they're involved with. I love, absolutely love him, but I can get a sense, guys, he's about to make a bunch of announcements in the next, call it three to six months, just reading between the lines that he couldn't make yet. But Do we he makes know for sure that he is talking Talking to, that they are working with Amazon. I saw in the investor deck like yes. a Prime logo on the side of the van, but I didn't know if that was like just the, this could happen or if they actually were working. No, with it, it, well, it, it, I in, I'm in almost, this little B-roll clip that, that we're running here. That was the first thing is they had an Amazon Prime thing, and I, and I don't know yeah. if that was you know Amazon like a local Amazon uh, delivery company wanted to it have could their be. thing. It, uh, it, it could be, you know, Dave, but they, 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 they have pre-order. They have they have some Amazon vehicles that they're managing as part of their fleet management. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're directly working with Amazon directly, right? So it could mean that they are working with various fleets uh, that have they just the ability. end up with a Prime logo on them somehow, and then but they're not yeah. directly selling. Who knows? No, we we know Amazon has a huge deal with Rivian uh, for their last yeah. mile delivery trucks, right? right. Yeah. But uh, Amazon, I, I feel like Amazon is so big that they're going to have a deal with anyone 
someone who even whispers the word electric delivery truck. You're right. right? You're right. They're going to have a deal with them. They're going to have some minimum order just to like as a proof of concept. And if they find one that they like best, they'll in, they'll up the order. And if not, they won't. Right. Well, yeah, we know that for sure. Right. Because last year they were leasing vans from all over the place just to be able to get the orders done. So, I mean, they, and, they just have an unquenchable thirst for. And the deal we were talking about two days ago with with Lion, that that's deal different, was though. A, that was, it's a, that's that was a larger truck. It's a larger truck. That's not years. a delivery van. But that's not a delivery van deal. Yeah. That is a much larger truck, highly strategic to Amazon. That's a big deal, actually, for Lion. If, if they assuming they pull that off. Yeah. Now, guys, uh, one other thing I, I do want to make a point of is that unlike kind of some of the OEMs, I think again everyone's going back to the wait, guys. They're all using Chevy trucks right now. They're all using GM and Ford trucks right now for a lot of this stuff. The, the those are sold through deal. Okay, and you know the CEO Tim makes a really good point, and, and I, I love this. They have developed direct relationships with their clients. So when you have a client that needs a fleet, all right. Remember Jordan at Fix Repair, a company. By the way, if you guys haven't seen our Fix Repair episode, we uh, grew and sold that company to Angie's List. We did it on the original OG channel, uh, Dumb Money, just the YouTube Dumb Money channel. Watch that episode. But we actually had to acquire a fleet of trucks for this repair business, dozens and dozens of trucks that would grow to, I think, a couple hundred trucks in the fleet. I worked on that project, guys, for like two months, if you remember. And I'm telling you right now, it was a mess. We were working with a fleet management company who was then working with a dealership, like an actual dealership, a Ford dealership, who then was obviously connecting with the manufacturer. There were so many points of failure. The communication was so terrible. It was a huge cluster and it was really intimidating. Now, if I was planning on actually building out an electrified fleet for fixed repair, which I wasn't at the time, I would be even more intimidated. And what's really cool is that Lightning actually has direct relationships with the companies that are building out these fleets. So as a decision maker, to get to work directly with the manufacturer who's going to meet our needs and get me that comfort level that not only will they be able to deliver what we need, but they'll be able to track it, maintain it with their sensor technology. They actually know before anything breaks on the truck or as things that are starting to go bad, they can sense them and get in front of that repair. Yeah, right? Chris, to be able- they actually hook into the vehicle's telematic system, right? And so then they, and that, and that information goes directly back to them. And that's one of the things that I liked is when he talks, he talks about their feedback loop. And he talks about the feedback loop, not just with the vehicle itself, but also with the drivers and how they take that information and refine, right? And so they've been at this for a few years and they're refining and refining. So let's talk for a minute about a specific question uh, from the chat. And we've kind of talked about it a lot, but let's try to summarize briefly the, difference between, and that was the wrong question, where is it? Oh, between NGA and can you Can you summarize the differences between GIK and NGA? So GIK, electric e-motors, that's our, 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 what is it, lightning e-motors? That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> lightning e-motors. And NGA is Lion electric mm-hmm. vehicles, which we talked about two days ago. Well, the biggest no difference. No crossover. In, There's in, different trucks. The biggest difference. 15 seconds, big difference. biggest difference. The biggest difference. GIK, America. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell no, dude. <laughs> 
Lion no, is no. a Canadian company, but they're using all the money to open up factories in the U.S. So they're which is all we care about, American-made. Exactly. Joking, Chris. I'm joking. But, I know. I know. I know. I know. You're, you're, Chris, you're, you're, me, you're, all, you're your, all Americana. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Chris, give me your TikTok summary of the difference between these two. Do they make different products? They're ninety percent of what they make is different. Uh, GIK is making class, I think three, four, five, six, and they're different class of vehicles, right? Totally different class of vehicles. GIK is not Lightning is not even making school buses right now. Might they make school buses down the road potentially? But right now, completely different clients, totally different types of vehicles. There's virtually no crossover. There is some crossover, but not a lot of crossover between the two. One exclusively makes vehicles, Lion, and the other makes a system that can be plugged into other vehicles. That's that, true as well. Is that a fair... Like, no, 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 because... No, no, only... Dave, because Lightning is making vehicles. They're just yes. making them with chassis right. from OEMs versus an internally designed chassis. Which, yes. by the way, if you are purchasing a shuttle van for your company, you don't care who where the chassis came from, okay? Nobody yeah. cares where the chassis came from when you're purchasing this type of fleet vehicle. And or they like may I already said, we have an existing fleet that they want to match, right? So if you're if you, if you have a bunch of vehicles and you have them all parked next to each other, you, you might want to have them all be the same. Which, by the way, no. I prefer that they're, that they're using these chassis because think about it. I mean, they're just worried about the drivetrain, right? Yeah. And so I think that's really good. And then when you need to replace a headlight, when you need to replace all these different replaceable parts, there's an inventory already out there. So I think it's easier to for like a fleet manager to deal with, right? A frame like a you know like a regular Ford van. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, guys, that's a lot of these fleets they want want really quick cheap repair but you do you, you're you're totally right dude i mean they no one cares day by the way when we were purchasing this for fixed repair we were going to purchase four different types of vans and trucks and we're they were going to be a mishmash we're like as long as they have the same skin on the outside and they have the same logo and the same branding on the outside it doesn't really matter we were going to have a mix of old vehicles new vehicles like it's but that's a that's a very specific use case if you're building a fleet where you have the same like interior build out that you're that you've been doing or you have some specific use case you may actually need the same chassis eh, maybe you'd be shocked i mean the way they build out these interiors with the rack systems for plumbers and hvac yeah, crews and stuff down. like that it's but let me tell you this this is really important and i really like and i do want to give credit back again to uh one morning star he highlighted this i believe in his report from the company report the cost okay let's talk about cost for clients what was really interesting is if you believe lightning e-motors if you believe them and I don't think they're lying about this. Even without a subsidy, even without a subsidy, it costs less to own and operate. When you can buy, it costs more to buy, but less to operate. So oh, the, the monthly cost is actually less without the subsidy. Chris, be I careful here. I don't think that's today. I think that that's an estimated by 2024. From what I from what I remember, I think because the subsidies here, it's going to be cheaper. But then they can get it to where it will be cheaper without the subsidy in like three or four years. Oh, okay. You might be right. You, you, you talk, yeah. Jordan, you might be right. But what was amazing is with the subsidy, Jordan, and you know we're going to be getting those subsidies now at the right. Biden administration, yeah. it is not just cheaper. It is a lot cheaper, guys. Right. And and by the way, and the CEO makes a great point, forget about the subsidies. They're going to mandate this. <laughs> we're probably mandated anyway, right? Like California is essentially mandating a lot of these vehicles transition over. So once the mandates start coming in, they'll kind of they'll kind of help you with the subsidies, but they're going to they're going to they're all going to also going to tell you you have to switch. So this is happening. 
happening, right? This is happening and this is a market leader. I think this is a company that can be a number one or two, or I don't even care if they end up being a number three company in this space or number four company in this space because it's that big and it's happening. This is happening, guys, over the next and decade. you referenced that uh, research you report that you found on the Dumb Money Discord server. A question from Jonathan here. Wanted to know if we could share that research and uh, have something well, to read while, while they're it, watching the video. You absolutely can. We have a Discord. It is absolutely free to join. Go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. You'll get an invite. Or just go to dumbmoney.tv. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the links to all of the places where you can follow us. And uh, Discord is probably the most active community. Well, it's definitely the most active community that I've ever been a part of. And uh, <laughs> you can you can get lost in there pretty easily. But there is a whole channel set up for high conviction trades. And that is where these reports come from. And there's they, also a there green... is a template that you can use if you have a high conviction trade that you can use this template and share it with the community. Dave, there's also a green vehicle channel on our Discord. And a lot of people that might be watching us for the first time might not even realize that unlike virtually anyone else on all of YouTube and TikTok, we might be the only people ever that look to make zero money from our community. So we don't have like another private Discord or training courses. None of that exists. We will exists never in our try world. to sell you yeah. anything. Right. We're not directly. asking you to other join than a t-shirts and channel. merch. And those and we do that at cost. We try not to make any money from our viewers at all. And but why? Why we make do we our money do it? doing what we do, which is investing? And so but, that's, but, but, that's why. But also, what do we get out of it, guys? What I'll tell you what I get out of it. Look, one Morningstar did a great job putting together a concise report that allowed me to validate what I have, what I was thinking, right? And and brought even a few other things to light. So like, you guys are contributing as much to surfacing opportunities and vetting opportunities as us three are. Now that we have like I don't know fourteen thousand people on Discord, so it's a collaborative research effort. This is a collaborative effort at Dumb Money for social ARB trading. Again, for those of y'all that don't know what social ARB is, it's investing in change, identifying and investing in change early. Investing at the point of information imbalance when you have discovered something that the rest of the world doesn't fully know or doesn't fully appreciate and exiting that investment at the point of information parity, which is when the whole world, like, you know, realized, okay, it's the biggest thing ever. Obviously, the stock at that point would have uh, moved to that point of information parity and that that's in a nutshell that's the methodology and in our discord we have a channel where you can watch our videos about social arb it's like a training channel in discord as well i highly recommend it but the biggest thing here is that everybody wins we win because we get to benefit from the community the community benefits from the community and i mean we're just a sounding board for the community almost why don't Uh, we talk about how much we need to send him a shirt the guy who who wrote the uh report about today's we we actually have our mods have access to some gift cards that we've set up so that uh, they should be able to uh reward him for his efforts on this. Oh, and mods, if you're out, just yeah. let us know what you more. I'm sure I've seen I've seen a bunch of mods in here. So people are so comparing um, GIK to uh, Hylion in the chat. I don't think you can really compare those because Hylion doesn't really do their own manufacturing. Um, they're just they're more putting the pieces together. Um, and we've addressed some issues and some upside. I mean, there's good things and bad things about Hylion. Um, but uh, so Chris, and let me say some, animal. Let me say something about the competition. Uh, there is a deck, a company deck that if you go on to Lightning emotors.com and you go to the investor section uh there is a, a presentation it's very long it's like 30 or 40 pages it is amazing i spent about three hours uh just just rolling through this presentation uh you know checking out the granularity of it they go over every single piece of their business they go over every single competitor I, I, this is honestly one of the most detailed presentation decks i've seen in a long time uh for an ev spac and it was super impressive uh so i highly recommend that before 
you make any investments in this company, well, talk to your advisor if you have one. But also read this deck end to end so you really have an understanding. Guys, this isn't guesswork. You could, Everything we're talking about in the, uh, today, you can extract this information from watching interviews with the CEO, reading the yeah. decks, researching. And Chris, serious question. You, you, you said uh, talk to your advisor. Has any advisor ever in the history of financial advisors advised you to invest in a uh, blank check company that may or may not merge with a EV company? I, I think not, that, you know, we're not advisors, but I don't think talking to an advisor is going to get you the answer uh, that you should invest in this. All I'm saying is maybe you shouldn't be investing. I don't know. Like maybe you're maybe you're at a point where you have no money to put at risk. So like we're not financial advisors. So don't go doing what we're doing because our risk tolerance is different. Listen, guys, how well are we doing today? Thank you, community, because my account again today is up a million bucks, which is really nice. That's like the fourth day in the last week that I've had a seven figure day. And a lot of that uh, is based on trades that were that were helped by the community, either surfaced or or assisted in terms of the due diligence and research by the community. So listen, you so guys are doing y- great. Yesterday, yesterday you said uh, Lion, or two days ago, Lion was a high conviction trade for you. People are asking, what is the conviction level on, on GIC? On I'm happy this? that you asked that, Dave, because I'm shocked. I can't remember the last time, and I'm dead serious. I actually don't even know if it's ever happened before, but I'm going to have two high conviction trades in a week. I'm high conviction on this trade. I put a million dollars. I had half a million dollars in it yesterday. I put another half a million in this morning. I'm probably part of the reason why you had that run up this morning. Um, I was up last night to like 3.30 just thinking about it and, and just making sure that I want to allocate that much. Uh, and part of the reason why I'm doing it is because I know, Jordan, this is one you can get behind. This is real. I'm this is as real as it gets. It's pretty rare for me to jump into a, to SPACs like this. And people are asking these long-term, like, I, I've mentioned before, I tend to not buy things if I don't think it's going to be long-term. I mean, I can't guarantee when I'm going to sell it, but I mean, I'm looking at this as a long-term type trade that I'd like to be in over the next few years because of what we think is going to happen with the Biden administration. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Dave, I'm, you in? I, I'm in too. I, like I said, I invested before I finished reading your research <laughs> because I was like, I mean, there's enough going for this one for me to be medium conviction. And then by the time I was done, I was high conviction. Yeah. So I I actually, it, I bought both options and stock. I bought options uh, this morning and stock this morning, and both. I bought. I got in after Jordan, so I'm at a worse price than he is. So thanks, guys. So for barely. I mean, barely. Come on, you're fine, Dave. Yeah, we're, we're we're like twenty cents apart or something. Yeah. Um, this is a period of creative destructionism for for the EV industry, right? So what that means is, and we found this happened in 1999 with the dot coms. We have so many companies in this space, from mineral miners to battery tech to you know consumer EV to commercial and industrial EV component suppliers all across the board. I think there will likely be more winners than losers, actually. Um, But there will definitely be losers. Uh, There are, I'm going to tell you right now, a handful of other winners that I believe, companies I believe will be winners that I'm investing in right now. I want to talk about them each day next week. So I think next week will be the continuation of, and maybe tomorrow too. I I know there's one I want to talk about tomorrow. We won't talk about now. Yeah, I see some of the tickers that we're looking at fly across the screen. So it's all, I mean, these are on people's radars. Yeah. And so, I may or may uh, not be able to join, so I'm going to have to uh, teach you how to run the show. No, we're so. not doing it without you, Dave. This weekend you said you might, though, right? Saturday or yeah, Sunday? We do a weekend, weekend episode? Yeah. yeah. All right. So not in tomorrow, but we're back this weekend.
weekend for the continuation of EV SPAC week on Dumb Money. And why are we doing EV SPAC week? Because I can't not. I have not been more excited about an industry sector. And don't tell me, oh, you're late, you're late. Guys, this is a whole new world of companies that could never have been public before that are surfacing now. And what really pushed me over the edge, I'm going to talk any more about this, but what pushed me over the edge is the realization that these companies are going to have access to virtually unlimited capital over the next few years. And by merely having access to virtually unlimited capital, and we know we have the legislative legislative tailwind of the Biden administration, but the capital is the difference maker, right? And SPACs were basically the spark of that capital. It's not the last capital. It's the first capital these companies are going to see. You're going to see these companies raising a lot more money over the next five years, okay? And that's not a bad thing. Will there be dilution? Yes, there will be. But these companies are now going to get to accelerate their vision. They're going to move 10x faster than they would have moved even a year ago or six months ago because of the SPAC revolution. So we'll talk about that more this weekend. I have so, I, lo- I love that this weekend's episode, I'm, I'm almost equally pumped for that. So <laughs> I don't even know what this weekend's episode is, so I will be uh, reading your research report and deciding if I invest in it. But I'll, I'll wait until Monday like everyone else. Thanks, guys. Sorry about Thank the you so much for watching. issues earlier. Oh, oh wait. Thumbs up. Give us the thumbs up if you haven't yet. And by the way, we don't know when that episode is going to be this weekend. So please hit the bell so that you get notified because we might throw it up last minute. Okay. So like if we throw it up on Saturday morning, like an hour before, at least if you hit the bell, YouTube will notify you. Otherwise, you won't know. You won't. All right. For Chris and Jordan, I'm Dave. Thank you for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will see you here sometime this weekend. Theme music. Where is it? All right. Well, this show is... uh